Well, before our lead pastor, Dylan, brings us the message this morning, I just want to read us a passage that gives us hope and encouragement. And just a little background from where this passage came from, first out of First Peter, Peter was giving a message to the church because they were suffering at that time and they needed hope and encouragement. And we know that we're going through a difficult time now at King's Church uh, in Kansas City and the whole world. And this scripture is a scripture of hope and encouragement. It's out of 1 Peter 1, verses 3 to, through 5, and this is how it goes. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you that you love us as you do. And Father God, we're so grateful that we have an inheritance through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, an inheritance that will never fade away, an inheritance that will never wear out. It is grounded in our faith. So Lord God, we just thank you that you give us hope that even though there's so much going on right now in the world, Father, we have a hope in you and we have a hope in Jesus. So we just say thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, so good to hear from a father in the faith like Keith. I'm so thankful for couples like him and Sandra, just their their walk with God and the example that they are to all of us. And I know for me, just him praying for me is an encouragement to my soul. I don't know about you, but this is a weird Easter for me. I mean, I woke up this morning thinking, you know, normally for church, I get all dressed up, put on a suit coat, get my hair looking good. Uh, but I'm like, man, if we're doing church online, I could be in my PJs. So I just kind of did a mix of everything. I'm in my joggers wearing my suit coat with my sneakers on. So uh, wherever you're at right now, if you're listening in your bed, you're just waking up, kind of picking up your phone, trying to wake up to the day, or you're on your couch with your family, wherever you're at, I just wanna, want you to know that we're praying for you. And the global church is praying for you. And I believe God wants to use this time to actually bring the hope of Jesus into your life like you never have known before. So if you'll join me in that passage that Keith was just in, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. I just want to read a little bit of it for us, kind of walk through this together. So 1 Peter 1, verse 3, he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father. I hope you caught that because that's an incredible statement he just made that God who created everything, the, the God who spoke and the universe came into being and the galaxies came into being and the sun and the moon and the stars just happened to be when he spoke. And the God who's upholding this universe by every word from his mouth, like the God who the reason every atom and molecule and cell in your body is continuing to work right now is because God is upholding you, that that God, he's not some distant deity, he's not some untouchable reality, but no, no, that God, he's a father and he's a loving father. And I just want to acknowledge from the outset that that word may not be a good word for you. That father for you may mean more like absence and neglect and abuse and pain and 
things you don't want to think about, but I'm just here to tell you that the God of the Bible, when He says that He's a Father, what He's trying to say to us, He's trying to say He loves us. He cares for you. He, he wants to come into your life, and He wants you to experience His love like you've never known before. So Peter says that the God of all, the Creator of all, that He is Father, and He wants to be a Father in your life. And Actually, John chapter 3, verse 16, it says that God so loved the world, that God so loved you, that, that God so loved your kids, that God so loved the, the universe, the world, that He gave His only Son. God came not to take, but to give. He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. I'm here to tell you that God wants to give you life in Jesus Christ, that God's motivation to send His Son Jesus, and the motivation of Jesus to hang on the cross for our sin, the motivation was love. And Peter says, he says, according to His great mercy. Mercy means that you don't get what you do deserve. I was 17 years old, and I was going 50 miles an hour on the highway, and there was a stoplight in the middle of the highway, and this white pickup truck was stopped at the stoplight, and I was going 50 miles per hour texting and driving, and I, I didn't look up, and I rear-ended that pickup truck going 50 miles an hour. And God spared my life, but I totaled my car. And the next week, I was driving my mom's car, and uh, I, I knew if I got another ticket, I was probably going to lose my license. And I'm going 73 and a 60, because I'm a teenager, and the highway patrolman pulls me over. And he says, son, get out of your car. And he walks me back to his car, puts me in his passenger seat, and he says, do you know how fast you're going? You know, typical question. And I said, no, sir, I don't. He said, 73 and a 60. And I thought right there in that moment, I'm going to lose my license. But instead, he gave me a warning. He let me off. What did he do? He showed me mercy. He didn't give me what I did deserve. God in his love for you wants to show you mercy. The Bible says that every single one of us has sinned. We've turned away from God. We've, we've not just made little mistakes. We've actually kind of spit in God's face. We've turned our backs on him. And, and he and His love for us wants to show us mercy. He sent His Son to die for us to make that possible. But just like it was with me and that highway patrolman, I had a decision to make. I could receive that mercy and drive off without a ticket, drive off and keep my license, or I could fight with Him and say, no, I don't want your mercy. Give me the ticket. I want to pay for it. I want to lose my license over this whole thing. But I tell you what, right now, I decided to receive that mercy. I didn't want that ticket. And I hope that you, in your life, that you receive the mercy of God. I hope that you receive the gift of Jesus by turning away from your sins and asking Him to forgive you. My wife and I were huge Marvel movie fans. We love Marvel. We've wa we watched all the Marvel movies multiple times. I'm actually on my way back through all the Marvel movies. and We were watching Avengers Endgame the other night. And if you know that movie, there's this scene at the end of the movie where it's Thanos, who's the, you know, the evil villain who's trying to wipe out the world. And Iron Man's the last man standing, and Iron Man looks up at Doctor Strange, and Doctor Strange is holding up the number one to Iron Man. It's this moment where Doctor Strange is telling him, he's saying, the one in 14 million chance that I told you you had to save the world, it's right now, and it's you. But Iron Man, he has this moment of hesitation because he knows that if he goes and he defeats Thanos, it's going to cost him his life. And it's a hard moment for me to watch because Iron Man finally has a wife and a daughter, and I have a wife and a young daughter, and I've kind of put myself in his shoes, but he, in this moment of decision, he runs up to Thanos, takes the stones out of his hands, and snaps his finger, and he destroys all the evil in the world. But the power that went through his body was so great, it destroyed Iron Man in the process, and he dies. And in that moment, I got tears running down my face. I'm a mess. 
But in that moment, we're seeing a picture of what Jesus has done for the world, that in his love for the world, he gave his life, that we could not only escape the evil in our world, but we could escape the evil in our own life by being forgiven of our sins and given a new life with God. And, and God, he doesn't just want to forgive your sins. He wants to give you a new life with him. That's why Peter says, he says, according to God's great mercy, you'll be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So if you're taking notes, point number one is God is a good father who is working for your good and he loves you. God is a father who loves you and is working for your good. Point number two is God wants to give you hope that will never fade, never change, and never fail. God wants to give you a hope that will never fade, never change, and never fail. Or as Peter says in 1 Peter 1 verse 4, he says, to, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. An inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. This imperishable inheritance, it's, it's going to endure forever. It's never going to fail. And I saw a tweet from a pastor earlier this week, and he said, you know, Americans are freaking out right now because they're realizing two things. One, they're realizing they're not in control. Two, they're realizing we're all going to die. And he said, Christians have known this for a long time, which is why we put our hope in a man who conquered evil and who conquered death. We put our hope in a man who says, I want to be the leader of your life, and I'm going to lead you to a good place. I'm going to lead you to a life with me. It's imperishable. It's undefiled. I know there's a lot of people who are skeptical about Christianity, skeptical about, you know, what's the angle somebody has because, you know what, we've all been scammed a lot. We've had people who are shady, trying to maneuver and manipulate us. We've experienced businesses and politicians, even pastors, trying to manipulate and put a spin on something to, to sell us something for their own good, for their own greed. And I'm just here to say I'm sorry for the times that maybe you've been hurt by a church, you've been hurt by a pastor, You've, you've seen a picture of Christianity that isn't really a picture of Jesus. I want to apologize to you because I, that's, that's not who Jesus is. People mess up. People are broken. But that's not who Jesus is. Jesus loves you. And instead of greed, he gave himself away in generosity. And instead of self-centeredness, he gave himself away in love. He, he loves you and he wants good for your life. He wants to have a relationship with you where he forgives your sins and brings you into a relationship with him, this, this hope in Jesus is an undefiled hope. It's like nothing we've ever experienced in this world. And it's also an unfading hope. You've heard the old adage that nothing good lasts forever. Well, I'm here to say that this lasts forever. The hope of Jesus, not only does it go on and on and on for all eternity, but the hope of Jesus only gets better and better and better. It's not something the closer you get, the more you realize it's not really what it was cracked up to be. But no, the closer you get, the more rich and radiant and beautiful the hope of Jesus is. I've been walking with God for 12 years, and I can tell you with great confidence that Jesus is just as good. And I'm, I'm so much more filled with joy and peace and hope today than I was 12 years ago because I know him more in my life. And the people I talk to who've been walking with Jesus for 30, 50 years, they say the same exact thing, that it only gets better when you walk with him. If you're taking notes, point number three, that this hope is guaranteed and guarded by the God who raised Jesus from the dead. This hope is guaranteed and guarded by the God who raised Jesus from the dead. This passage isn't in my notes, but I want to read it for you. Romans chapter 8, verse 38. It's an incredible passage, and if you're looking for something to cling to during this time, maybe this is a good one for you. Romans chapter 8, verse 38. 
speaks about the love of God, how you can never be separated from it. And this is what it says. It says, For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor, th nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Like I said, we've been watching a lot of movies in my house. We watched How to Train Your Dragon. That's right, I've got a three-year-old and a year-and-a-half-year-old boy, so we, we're watching How to Train Your Dragon in my house. And we're watching How to Train Your Dragon, and if you know the movie, the, the main character's name's Hiccup. He's a little boy, and he's a weak little boy amongst a, an army of great men, and yet he's used to save the entire city. And, and Hiccup is getting ready to be killed by his own dragon, and his dad sees this from a distance, and his dad comes running, and he takes the shot for Hiccup, and it ends up being the end of his dad's life, but his dad saved Hiccup's life. This is exactly what God wants to do in your life. And I'm just here to say, if you would want the assurance of knowing that you know that you know that God loves you, that you're forgiven, that you have a life with Jesus forever, God wants that for you in your life. And you can know what the author of Romans 8 is talking about when he says, neither height nor depth, nothing in all of creation, not COVID-19, could separate us from the love of God in Christ. You can know that, and you can know that because God, it's point number four, God wants to save you. He wants to save you from your sin to a life with Jesus. And it's only possible through faith in Jesus. You know, unfortunately, you can't come, you know, you can't come to God through your good works. You can't ever be good enough to stand before God. You can't be positive enough to stand before God. You can't save yourself. You can only be saved through faith in Jesus. Church attendance, Bible reading, none of it's going to forgive your sins and bring you into a life with Jesus. Only Jesus can forgive you and give you a life with Him. But I just want to throw you a lifeline today. If, you, if you're watching this video and you say, you know what, Dylan, I, I want that. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to have a life with God, but I, I don't know where to start. I want to throw you a lifeline and say, if you'll just pray this prayer with me. There's no magic in the prayer, but these words are really just a tool to bring you to God. But if you'll pray this prayer with me and ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins, ask Him to be the leader of your life and commit your life to following Him, He will forgive you. Right there in your living room, or on your bed, wherever you're at, He will forgive you of your sins. He'll bring you into life with Him. So if you'll join with me in praying, Jesus, Jesus, thank you so much for dying for my sins. Thank you for rising from the dead. I ask you to please forgive me. I'm sorry for the wrong that I've done. Please be the Lord and the leader of my life. And please fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I might follow you for the rest of my life. I commit my life to you, Jesus. Thank you for forgiving me of my sin. Thank you for giving me a new life in you. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you just prayed that prayer, this is the greatest day of your life. And I want to help you get connected to a community of people who will help you grow in your faith, who will help you know God, who will help you make a difference with your life. And so if you just email us, connect at kingschurchkc.com, We'd love to connect further with you. You can follow that link below. Also, if you're looking in and you, you want to join a church community where we're serving God and serving people, making a difference in our city, we, we'd love to connect with you if you'd send us an email at that same address. So I just want to pray for you before we go. Thank you so much for spending your Easter morning with us. I hope this blessed you and encouraged you. If it did, if you'd do me a huge favor, and just share it with someone else. 
Get the message out about what Jesus has done for us. Get the message out about what God wants to do in our lives through this time. But I'd love to pray for you and invite you back next Sunday, 10 a.m. I'm going to pray for you now. Father, I thank you so much for every person listening. I pray that every single one of us would know your love. We would experience your presence. God, I pray right now in, in every single home that you would draw near, that you would bring comfort, that you'd bring peace, that the hope of Jesus would be the hope of every person listening to this, would be the hope of their life. And that we would know that we know that we know that nothing in all of creation, if you want to look me in the eyes, I just want to tell you, not even COVID-19 can separate you from the love of God in Jesus Christ. Love you all so much. Thankful that you listened in. See you next week.